Good evening. It's nine o'clock. It's November the 27th, 2016. This is show number, well, let's just get it going. Good evening. Good evening from Chicago. Good evening from the Aeon Center. Good evening from <sighs> a thousand feet above the sidewalks outside. It's cold here in Chicago. It's windy. It's rainy. I haven't seen the sun. I saw it a little bit. I don't even know what happened to it. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Gummo. This is Transmit. I am Gummo. I guess that's what I get for not doing this show for every two weeks now. It's good to be back. Uh, we just had a lot of things happening over the past 10, 14 days since we've uh, been on, been here, been all gathered around us. I uh, have a few guests in the studio tonight from out of town. I'd like to welcome them al along. Uh, also have Crash in the studio manning the uh gear uh welcome thanks uh thanks guys for coming in uh it's it's a little bit more subdued tonight got uh got here 10 minutes ahead of schedule i've got some tea in my cup you know i was i was at the market earlier today and i was wearing an old pair of jeans from the 80s <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you know, they had holes in them. <laughs> yes, I have jeans that old. And my daughter asked me, uh, she said, did you put those holes there intentionally? I'm like, no, you know, 
I've had these since like 1988. And she's like, oh, well, you know, got a style, dad. I thought that was cute. I've had them so long, they came back into style. <laughs> so, <coughs> so recently we, um, here in the United States, we just recently concluded the uh, festivities that uh, people celebrate once a year called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a holiday, a holiday that um, they do here in the United States. You put a turkey in the oven, cook pies, a lot of food. Everybody eats, gets full, falls up. Falls uh, down on a couch, watches a football game. Uh, per, you know, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of people here in the United States that celebrate Thanksgiving, and then there are uh, people that do not. Uh, and so we're wrapping up those festivities with the whole Thanksgiving Macy's um, parade. It was interesting. It went down in New York City, Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving morning, watching the floats. It's pretty cool. Always, always vibe checking out the floats going down, uh, going down the street there in Manhattan. Uh, so what's been going on? It's chilly here in the in the windy city. We are coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Got some uh, really chilled, laid-out vibes going on with everybody here as well after after our initial discussion and handshakes and greetings. And wanted to send a uh, special shout-out and, and big hugs to a lot of people. Uh, man, uh, the list just uh, keeps getting longer and longer every year. But, uh, you know, special shout-out to uh, Jackie, Dave, Dave, Dave M., Tez, Denise... Uh, Jaina, everybody at the philo in the in the philosophers. Uh, I almost let slip, and I. Everybody in that uh, club, in 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 the P club. Uh, wanted wanted to say uh, send special greets out uh, to my new friends. I've been chatting with someone on Twitter. Been enjoying it actually. I haven't been uh, chatting and. I'm not really a chatty person, if you know me. <laughs> a lot of you do. And you know I'm not really a chatty kind of person, but whatever. It's been interesting chatting with uh, someone from a fresh mindset. Uh, lots, of, lots of things going on in the world, of course, if you've been keeping tabs of everything. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously must know what is going on, or at least I'd hope so. <laughs> Um, we're trying some new things, trying some new vibes out here, um, getting things streamlined and, uh, just taking it one day at a time, really, or one show at a time, really. Uh, we've had some interesting comments and feedback and I was going to actually, I know, and see, this is, this is why I dig doing the show every two weeks because I, you know, I, I have some things to say, and I also there's there's a lot of things that happen in between shows. So whatever, I'm I'm kind of glad that I'm doing this like, what twice a month. Uh, still, <laughs> nose is still running a little bit. Uh, yeah. Cold weather gets in you in in the end of your 
being kind of get uh you know just like man i can't warm up uh saw larry the security guy downstairs he's always uh always a chatty fellow which interesting is he's one of uh one of the main security guys here in the in the aeon center and He's also, he has also been a deacon in his church for over 30 years. And I uh, found that an interesting discovery on him, on who we, you know, all of that. Interesting. Uh, so we've been planning, we, I'm trying to, so at the, um, so now this, what I'm about to say only applies to a very small fraction of people. And uh, they'll they will absolutely know what I mean. Uh, and you know, it's it's not some coded thing. It's just that this is the best way I get it out. Uh, so everybody in the P club, I'm looking at spots. Found a spot, and I think I would like uh, for everybody to have a serious discussion on um, Garuja. South America. Uh, it's a city in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, they've got some great beaches. Uh, and so that's where I'm thinking that we will all... Uh, I'd like to get everybody there this uh, year coming up, 2017. Uh, on other notes, um, we, we are actually beginning to... the phase to uh, build the Raspberry Pi supercomputer. Uh, I had a productive meeting actually a couple of weeks ago about the whole idea of using a Raspberry Pi supercomputer and it, it, it concluded quite well and I was quite impressed with uh, some of the initial discoveries on some of the technologies that we're going to use with it and so you know I'll track that I'll keep it you know I'll take pictures or whatever and put it on the Twitter account. Speaking of which, I've uh, in the last show as well, I mentioned that uh, maybe uh, switching over social media accounts. You know, I've been I'm still I'm still in that evaluating mode, so just uh, getting you up to date on that as well. And so, closing with my personal thoughts, I suppose, in some weird kind of way, um, I started started receiving uh, popular mechanics magazines in the mail. And, uh, you know, I reached out to my dad, uh, and, and I asked him, I said, Hey man, did you subscribe me to popular mechanics? He's like, yeah. And so I opened one up. I hadn't opened one up in, oh God, over 25 years. And I opened it up and, and wow, you know, it was kind of like a, a trip back in time, you know, going, th I've got a copy right here in my hand. Uh, the, um. I don't even know what, what is this? I don't know. It's, uh, it says space drones on it. I can't even read it, uh, the, the fine print, but what was interesting was to look in the back of the magazine to actually still see classified ads in the back of popular mechanics because, you know, in the eighties growing up, uh, that's where you would look to find the cool things. You could buy used oscilloscopes from companies back then. It was, Really cool. And speaking of which, if you are a hacker or a tinkerer and you like to tinker with hardware and software or just know how things work, 
uh, you can look into one of the first, the, one of the first really cool pieces of uh, hardware a hacker should own is is an oscilloscope. And so if, if you are a new or burgeoning hacker, or even if you are a pro and you have forgotten about it over the years or whatever, just need a refresher, <laughs> uh, grab yourself an oscilloscope. There's plenty of deals online to where you can find a great deal on one. May I recommend refurbished oscilloscopes? Think about that. A lot has been going on in the uh, in our world. A lot. Uh, everything from political to non-political to back to political again. It seems. It always, you know, it's always kind of the same. No real big disastrous DDoS attacks like we had uh, several weeks ago. And I feel really reserved just sitting back here. I've got some tea in my hand, you know, a little teacup. Yeah. Had to find folks at the Mid-America Club bring us some uh, tea and finger sandwiches down. Thanks, Paul. Uh, so in, uh, in everything, there's always uh, people doing things that... <laughs> are either outrageous righteous or just dumb and so i don't know usually i start the uh, show off doing news and then i roll into some tirade and then i'll talk about hardware or something um but uh i, I don't know I'll, I've, I've been thinking about doing like goofy little segments of the show but i, just, I don't know i just want to keep it kind of real right now kind of digging it uh, so let, nevertheless, uh, let's get on with some of the security updates and what's going on around, um, the world these days. Oh, just before I do that though, for some weird reason, I've been hooked on this one YouTube channel called, um, what's the name of it? Um, Joey's world tour. And it was, it's just hilarious <laughs> the way he eats and everything. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, in security news at the KiwiCon, um, a well-known, uh, hacker better known as Anti-Snatcher, hope I said that right, uh, released a phishing kit at the KiwiCon hacking event and, uh, recently in Wellington, New Zealand, offering hackers tips to more successfully target businesses through the world's most popular attack vector. Uh, described, uh, dis uh, described or called or whatever, Fish Lulls. It's a uh, Ruby-based toolkit uh, that already has some um, well-written and polished code in there uh, from previous generations of uh, phishing techniques. Uh, and what's interesting about it is it, it will spawn a new Amazon EC2 cloud instance for each phishing campaign. And also combines with a GUI. Uh, and it's, uh, it even has a browser and, a, and, um, and its own framework. 
Uh, it's very interesting. It sports a self-signed certificate authority, additional new fishing templates, and various scenarios. Uh, and uh, all told, it's a well, well-crafted uh, fishing toolkit. And if that's uh, your thing, go check it out. Again, be careful. Know the laws and what you're using and doing with a um, piece of software such as such as that. I don't know. It is effective. I tried it out. Had a chance to check it out. All that crap. Uh, very interesting. Uh, and for some reason, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't want to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, uh, just to update you guys, um, this is the first show that I've done while sitting in front. Uh, we have a computer now. So it's kind of cool. I um, I have browser, I have news feeds, articles, all kinds of cool stuff uh, right here in front of me. Uh, we are getting bigger and getting more high tech as we move along. <laughs> Uh, if you live in the San Francisco area, you may have noticed recently um, that the uh, automated vending machines in, in San Francisco's uh, system, Mooney, called M-U-N-I, Mooney, Mooney, um, they were most of the uh, ticket devices were infected with malware. Uh, on Friday and Saturday, computers and stations, agents boosts across the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency displayed you hacked all data encrypted. Contact for key. Cryptome27 at yandex.com. ID 681, comma, enter. Uh, uh, but... Uh, the good news is a lot of people got free rides in San Francisco, San Francisco for the past couple days. Uh, the bad news for those free riders is that uh, at this point, most of the systems are being restored from backups. Nevertheless, uh, uh, quite an epic hack. Mean, uh, one person who may have spread the malware, which disabled Muni computers, said that they want $73,000 as ransom in exchange for capture transit agency data. So far, officials would not confirm the identity of the attacker. Uh, and, of course, uh, transportation officials uh, have yet to comment. Uh, but it does uh, seem to be uh, that most of the machines are being rebooted. Uh, and one of the attackers uh, went on to continue dialogue uh, and state that our software tried to infect anything available and SFMTA station was leak point. Uh, so that's that's what's going on. Uh, that just, you know, again, uh, we're, we're showing the complexities and the, the delicacies of online systems, ordering systems, yada, yada. Uh, but uh, service will be most likely fully restored by Monday morning rush hour in San Francisco. Nevertheless, huh, what an epic little act. 
Uh, in other news, Jeremy Hammond. Anybody remember who he was? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Jeremy Hammond, who is serving a 10-year prison sentence for roles in some serious cyber attacks against a private defense firm, law enforcement agencies, and what prosecutors called thousands of innocent individuals, was able to hack into systems that may have seemed impenetrable to others. Uh, recently, it was discovered that uh, as bright and talented as Mr. Hammond is, who is serving a 10-year prison sentence, is, did, did, prison sentence, if I didn't mention that, uh, he... <laughs> As brilliant and bright as this guy was, uh, he he actually has confessed that he is still uh, not sure how federal authorities were able to get into his encryption program and gather evidence that ultimately sent him to prison. However, he said the wonders. Uh, however, uh, uh, my apologies. He however he said that he still wonders if his weak password may have been the culprit. Uh, a little bit of digging, <laughs> a little bit of investigating, found that. Um, Hamilton was able to keep his private information carefully protected, but instead he said he used a very weak password. The password was surprisingly easy. It was Chewy123. So that goes to show you that uh, even, even some of the uh, slickest uh, hackers out there aren't uh, heeding their, their own caution, I suppose, yeah? That is delicious tea. Wow. Uh, and again, ransomware continues to evade, invade and evade uh, truth of point protection systems and uh, big, big radical systems as well. Even though, um, you know, at the appearance that doesn't seem to be spreading, it is... Think about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, as recently as the end of 2016, a hacker with the moniker The Dark Overlord claimed a compromise of a medical software as a service company's product. Uh, and recently as proof, TDO, The Dark Overlord, offered to sell source code and other software underlying infrastructure secrets to the highest bidder with it being shopped around for approximately 800 Bitcoin or about $500,000 US. Uh, so there, there are a lot of instances coming on now to where um, the monetary value seems to be escalating. Or let, let me rephrase that. It seems to be now that the, the enterprise itself or the business itself of course, at this point, it is easy to compromise, uh, and so now it's up to the intruder to actually um, surf around. <coughs> excuse me, surf around the network and uh, determine what has the highest value that your company holds, and then at that point, they will sit quietly uh, and delete your backups of your most critical files and programs and then at whatever point they feel like um 
launching their attack or ransom, they will encrypt your your files and then go and uh, sit and wait for you to contact them and cash it out. So what can you do to avoid this kind of scenario? Of course, offsite backups do matter. Uh, you can get it, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're a sysadmin or whatever, you know, grab, 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 grab a device called a Drobo. Check that out. Hook it up to your network, back your stuff up to your Drobos, create image files for all of your, um, workstations, save them to your Drobo. And if you're really badass, have a Drobo backup for your Drobo backup. That should uh, alleviate a lot of problems. If you're saving data to the cloud, ah, <laughs> right. Uh, moving along recently, and I mean recently, like recently, like Friday recently, uh, the longstanding dictator of Cuba, a.k.a. Fidel Castro, passed away. Uh, you know, listen, there's a lot of opinions on Fidel Castro, what he was able to do for the Cuban people. Me, I'm from Florida, spent my summers in Miami as a child all the way up until I was same age now uh so uh all my all of my life i've seen miami transform from a little sleepy village to the thing it, it's become now <laughs> and so um i don't know you know growing up with a lot of uh cuban friends um it was always a mixed reaction uh but one thing one you know one thing whether or not you are for or against uh, Fidel Castro, uh, he was able to uh, outlive 11 presidents. And besides Queen Elizabeth, I believe, he is or was one of the longest ruling dictator, presidents, whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, quite an interesting history, quite, quite a background. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting because Fidel Castro not only intimidated uh, the United States with, you know, words, I suppose, um, his actions directly affected us, me meaning us as a family growing up. When uh, the Muriel boat lifts uh, happened in, in the early 80s. You know, we were down there. We, we, we saw hundreds of thousands. We saw thousands. Uh, I can't say hundreds of thousands, but we saw thousands of people sleeping under I-95. Uh, and it, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so I don't know. And those people were certainly glad to get away from uh, Cuba. And then, you know, uh, throughout the 80s, there was always that boat full of refugees. And it was... Um, you know, I don't know. You can draw your own conclusion there. But nevertheless, uh, Fidel Castro has passed away. Leaving us. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because of that. I've got some people in here making funny, ghouly faces at me. Uh, also in the news, Tur Turkish hackers targeted uh, the Austrian foreign ministry. Uh, recently, as recent as uh well recent 
the Austrian Foreign Ministry's website was subjected to a massive denial, distributed denial of service attack, which was reportedly carried out by a group of Turkish hackers. The attack was allegedly provoked by Austria's tough stance on Turkey. The distributed denial of service attack took place on Friday evening when the ministry's site registered thousands of online requests that quickly made the webpage inaccessible. The site subsequently was offline between 6.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. local time. That's GMT, by the way. Uh, 5.30 and 10 p.m. GMT, of course. Because of the attack, the ministry's spokesman told Austria Press Agency that uh, you know, they... You know, basically, you know, we'll get the we'll get things sorted out. Blah blah blah. Uh, the ministry initially denied that the problem with its websites were caused by hackers. Ministry spokesman Thomas Schnoll dismissed rumors about the attack and claimed that the website provider had some technical problems. <laughs> you know, trying to smooth it out. <laughs> And then, of course, on Saturday, the ministry finally admitted that it had fallen victim to a hacking attack from abroad. The ministry's spokesperson told journalists that the attack was reportedly carried out from Turkey, although no specific organization was named. At the same time, Austrian Foreign Ministry Sebastian Kurz condemned the incident and said that Austria will not allow anyone to intimidate it with such attacks and will hold its tight... whatever... It'll hold, it, it, they will steal, tighten their stance towards Turkey. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So you know there, there's, there, there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> there, there's a lot to uh, take away from that little tidbit, knowing that. You know, people can still take your shit offline. Uh, you know, and it doesn't matter how big you are. <clears throat> uh, you know, I was talking with a Google engineer uh, a little after, uh, you know, s shortly after his, uh, after the whole big, massive Brian Cribbs hack a few mo or a month or whatever ago. And, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, we have this project that we, you know, we can prevent uh, DDoS attack websites only if they're journalists, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I looked at him, <laughs> I looked at him square in the face. I'm like, man, do you think, I'm like, so what makes Google, you know, impervious to attack? And, and you know, he, he sat there for me and he's like, oh, we can handle anything. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, okay. I don't want to get into that too much. Uh, again, uh, an another commission was knocked offline. This time, the European Commission's website was knocked offline by yet another large-scale distributed denial of service attack. The European Commission uh, recently, <laughs> again, very recently, was struck by a large scale distributed denial of service attack uh, bringing down its internet access for hours the European Commission confirmed that the attack saying that uh, while I did fall victim to a distributed denial of service attack no data breached was experienced uh, 
Well, that's that's a typical response, but usually on a DDoS attack, uh, probably getting getting breached. Uh, no data breach, of course, has occurred at this time. A commission, a, com a random commission spokesperson said the attack has so far been successfully stopped with no interruption of service, although connection speeds have been affected for you know a slight time. Uh, while the European Commission remained vague on the attack, which began at 3 p.m. on Thursday, uh, one staffer actually went as far as to say that no one could work this afternoon since the Internet was uh, down for a few hours. Uh, and, of course, the European Commission's website was also taken down. Uh, according according to dedicated sources, the, their, their red team was still fending off attacks late into the evening. And while their red team was defending uh, the attacks, they were making uh, instant images of the uh, servers using augmentation techniques. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, most recently there, there were warnings. You know, these warnings have been out there for some time. I actually, today, I had some DNS issues. <laughs> And I, uh, I wholeheartedly suggested that we change DNS out for uh, with emojis. I don't guess anybody got the joke there. Uh, but uh, again, that goes to show you that uh, most recently, Akame has warned that distributed denial of service attacks, you know, mega attacks, are uh, definitely on the rise and uh, will have a lot of um, a lot to do with causing major outages and damage. Uh, in the coming um, times. Um, of course, uh, Kami really just pushed out its Q3 2016 State of the Internet report. Uh, it's a PDF, which I wholeheartedly encourage you to check out. I, I would definitely read you the URL, but it's uh, it's not going to do it, so... Well, maybe, you know, I'll tell you what. No. Uh, whatever. Search for the Q3 2016 State of the Internet report. Sure. You'll be able to find it. Uh, Akami also suggested that the number of uh, distributed denial of service attacks in excess of 100 gigabits per second increased from 12 to 19 between the second quarter and third quarters, while there were only eight in the third quarter of last year. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, we all know about the Brian Krebs incident and all that other crap. Uh, and again, uh, yeah, uh, Google's jigsaw unit, they call it jigsaw, uh, stepped in and helped defend uh, recent victims of DDoS attacks with their Project Shield service. And that's what I was talking about with uh, acquaintance at Google recently was their little Project Shield deal. I forgot the name of it. Yada, yada, yada. Right? In other news, I think Julian Assange is still alive. That's all I know. Uh, and also, uh, here, here's something that's quite interesting. There, there's a device. It's called the Poison Tap. It's a $5 device. It can hack. Yes, kids. That means bypass. Password protected PCs. Uh, it's a actually a web-based backdoor 
toolkit. Uh, you plug it into a locked or password protected PC. Uh, then uh, the poison tap device is able to momentarily take over all internet traffic by spoofing the IP addresses of over the, the top 1 million websites and then siphons and stores all the HTTP cookies placed by those websites onto the target machine. The tool also exposes the internal network router making it accessible to the attacker remotely and then installs a web-based backdoor and HTTP cache for hundreds of thousands of domains. That backdoor persists even after the device is removed, giving the attacker the ability to hijack the machine remotely at a later time. PoisonTap works by emulating an Ethernet over USB device. The computer then attempts to make a DHCP request to the device, which returns an IP address while making it appear as though almost all IP addresses on the Internet are actually part of the LAN. The response forces the target computer to route its internet traffic to the poison tap instead of to the actual internet. In an interesting twist, the strategy will allow the poison tap to exploit any browser running on a machine, even in cases where it's running in the background. Uh, as you can see, um, there, there's little you could do to uh, defend against this type of device. It's actually quite... <laughs> Actually, quite cute. Uh, the original uh, poison tap device uh, can be used quite efficiently with a Raspberry Pi as well, uh, and uh, it's it's quite cool. Check it out. Google it. Search for it. Yada yada. The poison tap device. I'm sure, you'll get a kick out of it. Uh, we we've got. Uh, <laughs> the hell we've got a lot of new and interesting things um or not things but a lot of new uh conferences coming up rather and uh i wanted to, my head hurts from doing the news uh so we have we have some really cool uh interesting conferences coming up we have the ccc coming up at the end of the uh, year uh, and that's uh, take place. You, you can hop a flight to Berlin. Uh, check out the CCC's website. You can check that out. Uh, again, uh, everybody in the P Club, I'm looking at. Uh, well, I told you, rewind the rewind the podcast, and you can hear it. Uh, everything else is uh, kind of slim, chick, and uh, cooled out. Uh, I hear there's some problems for some content management systems like uh, WordPress, Joomla, all that crap. So make sure that your website is updated. Uh, try not to use plugins on your websites that don't matter. If you have a website and you, and if it's using a like a content management system, make sure that. Make sure that the tentacles to your content management system are safe and secure. And if you are unsure of what you are doing, contact a professional. Hey, maybe even you could even hire a hacker. Uh, everything else is cool, folks. Uh, loving, loving the extra life uh, doing the show every other week. It's been uh, quite much a, re uh, a relief. And again, I wanted to, um, I wanted to say, uh, hey, and I love, uh, love you all, my friends uh, and family. Uh, you guys, without without your support, man, uh, I'd, I'd be a bowl of jello. So thank you. I uh, humbly, humbly uh, thank you for being so uh, so good, uh, especially to me. Uh, I, I, I'm not following football. Uh, I hung a ceiling fan. <laughs> 
I was able to pull that off. I hung a ceiling fan and I hung a shop light. And I think that's going to do, um, do my weekend of uh, things to do. Uh, nevertheless, the days are short, the nights are long. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to um, ex extend, you know, I I'm not really big on holidays. I I'm not like a Grinch or a Grouch or anything. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, I wanted to get that off the ground right away and, and extend a happy holiday to everybody. Even if uh, even if you like what I'm saying on Twitter or whatever, whatever, it, 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 it does give me a, uh, a, a brief smile each day. So thank you. Uh, and again, I wanted to uh, it's here we go closing a another year out. And I wanted to say thank you to Apple and Stone. Uh, two great and wonderful musicians. Check them out at appleandstone.com. See, we did have time to do the mailbag. I want to I wanted to say thanks to Crash, Stephanie, Liza, Mark, Amy, uh, Stacy, Jennifer, uh, Ty, and uh, somewhere somewhere we got Anthony floating around. Uh, thanks to all you guys for, 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 you know, without you guys, this, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, and thanks to you, the listener, you, you know, you person with the headphones on listening to me talk to you. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We're trying to get better, trying to, you know, everybody's trying to chill me out, <laughs> kind of feeling it too. Yeah. I'm vibing it. Um, we'll be back in two weeks to drop some news on you. Uh, things shouldn't be too bad. Um, yeah, I, I did, you know, before I, before, oh yeah, before I do break out, uh, remember it's that time of year again, you know, there are, um, fake Wi-Fi access points out there everywhere. So be careful. Try not to connect to free Wi-Fi access points. Uh, oh, also I wanted to mention, uh, Skype accounts are being compromised. No one knows why Microsoft really doesn't have an answer. Uh, you should change your password on your Skype account. And if someone... Uh, tries to con uh, get you to add them to their contact list or whatever, vice versa, and you do not know who they are in Skype. Uh, if you reply to them, that seems to trigger the attack, even if they're not in your contacts. If you if you like say you know like who are you, then the attack will proceed into your account. So the best thing to do is block it and report it as spam. It's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it's happening with Skype accounts. And again, I'm sure we'll see something in about a year or something. Uh, other than that, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. Uh, we were on a few platforms, but I think uh, since our infrequency of additions to shows on some of the uh, uh, sharing platforms, they, we, we, I don't know can't find us but whatever you know where we're at you know how to get to our website hackers.xxx we're still in their archives you can still find us on itunes if we haven't gotten kicked off and we're <laughs> why would we get kicked off of it uh and you know of course you you can always just uh download the uh show uh, we, we've got some, uh, again, we've got some conferences coming up. We will get those on this, to the hackers website soon. We have the annual letter coming in from Adora. And if you can still remember, check out popular mechanics, check out, pick up an issue at the next time you're in a Seven Eleven. 
Uh, and again, thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, and if you have comments, questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or you just want to say hi, you can email me at gummo, G-U-M-M-O, at hackers.xxx. And I do read uh, your email, and I read your tweets and your comments and your feedback. Thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a good fr- trying to uh, get one of our uh, good friends over here to the States. Uh, nevertheless, man, uh, Pete, hang in there. We'll get you over here. Everybody else, take care. We will see you again in two weeks. That is the news. That's the world, how I'm seeing it. This is Gummo. And that's, that's kind of it. That's, that's all I'm going to say. We'll see you in a couple weeks. You always make me smile when I'm feeling down. You give me such a vibe. I just totally bonafide. Mm. It's not the way you walk. And it ain't the way you talk. It ain't the job you got. That keeps me satisfied. You love me so.